Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Tim Stoddard. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest today is Carter Williams. Carter and I had a really wide-ranging conversation I enjoyed this conversation immensely. Carter is a fitness entrepreneur. He's a CrossFit coach. He's actually a former contestant on the show Survivor. And most importantly, at least in my view, he is developing an app. It's a health and wellness app designed for first responders, emergency responders. So police officers, paramedics, firemen. Uh, Our conversation was a lot more than just building a fitness brand. He he is building his brand. He's doing it with a lot of authenticity, with a lot of ideas that he feels very passionate about in terms of what it means to be fit, what it means to be a man, what it means to to have masculinity in this society that we live in. He and I like we agreed on on so many different things and I feel like if I were to sit down with him and have a cup of coffee, we could t- talk for hours and hours about uh, a lot of these ideas that we're both very passionate about. Carter's a real winner. Uh, he's He's been competitive his whole life and I know that he's bringing this, this competitive spirit and this mentality to just always do his best and demand the most of himself in uh, his newfound journey of entrepreneurship. I highly encourage you to listen to this entire conversation. Carter's, he just brings his his truest self into this conversation and I really appreciated his authenticity and his vulnerability. So with all that being said, please help me welcome my new friend Carter Williams. Hey Carter, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm really looking forward to speaking to you today. Welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. It's good to be here, man. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. I'm I am always excited to talk to people that are passionate about health and wellness because fitness and health and just wellness in general has always been a really integral part of my life. And my podcast focuses around online businesses and and personal brands. And when I have health and wellness people come on, it's kind of difficult sometimes to see the separation between creating a successful business and like just being healthy in your life. But to me, the two were always so interconnected for me. Like the better I take care of myself and my body and my mental and my emotions, the better my business and my life goes. So I wanted to start this show by kind of giving you just an open platform to talk about how health and wellness became an important part of your life and how your brand is is trying to help people in that aspect of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. So what's funny is like when... Even when you were saying that, I thought about that quote that's like, um, that quote that goes, you know, people will spend their whole life trying to make money and they'll sacrifice their health. Just to try to buy it back. Just to end up trying to buy it back. So for me, I have very, I have an entrepreneurial dad actually. So he started a business when I was really young and he's always been involved with health and fitness. And my parents are very very youthful but they're they're coming up on 60 but they're still like incredibly fit and healthy so what's cool for me is that i see i see the importance of chasing your dreams 
making money, you know, finding your passion, but then also being able to enjoy it. Like if you're, if, if he was 60 and his health was completely gone and he like didn't have any of that, then it would almost be like, was it worth it? And so I really like seeing these people that are chasing dreams, chasing passion, but at the forefront of it, realize the importance of health and wellness because I am a big proponent. So not getting off on a tangent too much here, but I have a three-year-old son. And so I have this balance of wanting to not only like be true to myself and chase what I'm passionate about, because I think that's going to be important for him to see, but also have this balance of like being able to go play baseball with him or swim in the pool with him. Mm -hmm. I never want to be the parent that is like watching from like a lawn chair as my kid like tries to find something to play or, you know, I go to the park and I'm like chasing him around. It's funny because I have other kids come up to me when I'm at the park and they'll be like, Hey, where, where are your parents? You know, they'll be like asking me and they'll be trying to play with me. And, um, while I'm playing with my son. So it's just, it's always important to me. And it's, that's a really great connection that I have with my parents. They come here and we work out together. We'll go, like I've been trail running with them. They're just, they're always super into that. And that's something that like, I want to do as well. Not only do I want to be successful, cause it's interesting you say about building an online brand and presence because that's stuff that I'm actually getting into now and trying to figure out how to do that. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun trying to figure all that out. But yeah, I just, for me, health and wellness has always been about, I want to enjoy my life at whatever age I'm at. So. I can relate to basically everything that you said there. Um, my parents were really young when they had me. And I always remember there's a real particular moment when I was a kid where I remember playing with my dad in the pool. And uh, when, when I was younger, and I'm sure this is for every kid, but there's like this thing, can you swim underwater while holding your breath the whole time? You know, and I remember my dad could do it. And none of my friends' parents could do it. And my dad, he was a triathlete, and he's still in, in, in pretty good shape. He had a bit of a back injury, um, which took him out a little bit. But he, he definitely takes care of his body still. And, uh, and just being able to have a relationship with my parents where uh, you can relate to them on that level. And I still love working out with my dad. Like when he comes to Nashville, you know, where I live, we at least go for walks or hikes. Um, I have a, a gym in my garage. So almost every time we work out together and, and my sister's here too, well, we can all work out together. So having those experiences of, of fitness, uh, it's, it's been a huge part of my life with my family. It's been something that's like kept us all together. And then again, not to make this about me because this show is about you, but I just I agree so much to all those things that you, you say. I, I think and I see so many times, I used to live in South Florida and there were so many really, really successful, extremely overweight businessmen that I would see there. And I would always think to myself, like, what's the fucking point? You right. know, because you, you get out of breath walking up the stairs, <laughs> cool, you'd have like a Lamborghini, but, but like you get out of your Lamborghini and then you're huffing and puffing to the restaurant and it's, I don't know, it's just gross. So um, the longevity of, that health and that 
health and wellness and fitness gives me is what I feel is most, uh, gives me the most security because I know I can take this thing with me through my whole life and it's always going to treat me well. Yeah, absolutely. That's great, man. So uh, speaking about your online brand, there's a whole lot of fitness entrepreneurs. It's a, it's a pretty populated space. And I was watching some of your videos and, and seeing your message. And uh, I like that you're separating yourself a little bit by talking about meditation, mindfulness. You know, I, before we, re- we recorded, you were talking about some herbs and stuff. Uh, where did that come into your message? And, and what does that play a role in your life? Yeah, totally. So I was raised with a pretty like spiritual background mm. and I don't have to get too much into that right now, but the whole like thinking that there was something bigger than myself has always been within me. And I kind of did what a lot of young people do is they, they start to try to kind of ignore that. Or like in my early twenties, I was trying to get away from that like voice within me or the like whole trying to, it was almost, so I have this thing. um, I have this picture that I'm waiting to post on Instagram and it's me kind of staring off into the distance. My friend took it. She's a really good photographer. And I have this caption that I want to put. And it's, it's um, when you realize the persona that you've spent 10 years trying to create is now the one you need to try to destroy. Mm. And so that's like, that's like kind of where I'm at. I spent all this time trying to make myself like seem more shallow, which is, is an interesting thing, but it's really what I try to do. I, I tried to make myself appear like, oh, all I care about is on the surface level. And like I spent this trying to do that because I, I came from a very like spiritual background and a very like, and I wanted to get away from that for whatever reason, the journey I was on, like with, relating to girls and all that I was like I need to get away from almost like this nice guy image and create this new one and I've done that I I've like definitely done that I've created that so much to the point where like I'm now on the complete other side sure does that make sense like I'm now on the complete (laughs) I'm now I went from somebody who like girls would say like oh like you know, you're the nice guy. Like you're very, you're very kind. You're very nice to like on the complete other side where it's like, Oh, you're very like only care about yourself. You know, you're very narcissistic. Mm -hmm. And so I have that picture and it's just, it's me staring off in the distance. And when you're staring off in the distance, you often think about what's been on my mind and what's been on my mind is this whole thing where I've spent so long creating a surface level image that I now need to try to destroy it. But it's like almost you're realizing it's almost like become you like this mask you wore is now like stuck to your face. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And so for me, when all that came about was actually I got injured. And so like three, probably three years ago, I actually got injured and I've never been injured. I actually prided myself on like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't get injured. And that was a thing. And I remember talking to this guy who's become like a mentor and he said, an injury is a spiritual, can be a spiritual experience. And I like, I was looking for everything to like relieve pain, to get back to like 
the person I was because when you when you get injured and everything that you identify because I was a, I identified as an athlete and everything was taken away like I was losing my strength I was losing my ability to be in the gym so I started like I just needed something else like I absolutely needed some sort of basically I started like praying and I started like meditating and I started looking for alternative ways to heal. And I remember on, it was New Year's Eve, 2017, me and my friends went for a hike in PV. And I was just like, it just was a moment where I was like, everything's changed. Like I felt, I hiked the whole thing barefoot. (laughs) I hiked the whole thing barefoot because it just felt so good to be like barefoot on the ground mm-hmm. and i was like okay everything has now changed and that was the moment where i like started seeking meditation and getting more into like breath work and holding stretches so it was almost it was that like cliche of losing everything or seeing your identity crash to then go and try to create like somewhat of a new one i think it's brave and uh I appreciate the vulnerability of expressing those things. The, the truth is, especially as men, that we all go through those experiences. And I think a lot of us wish that we could talk about them more. But for whatever yeah. reason, our egos don't let us. Uh, and again, I just relate completely to you. I herniated a disc probably about five years ago. And don't know exactly when. And I've written a lot about it on my blog just because of how impactful of an experience it was for me. I'm 33 now and I lived my whole entire life. I mean, I was a real intense skateboarder, never got injured, you know, would fall right. off of. That was the injury I had. With skateboarding? No, herniated disc. Oh yeah. And, and it, 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 com- it, it brought me to a really dark place because I'm used to being in pain because I've, I've been a lacrosse player and I wrestled, I played soccer. Like I've been an athlete my whole life. So soreness and pain never really bothered me, but it was different because the numbness and this awful tingling down my legs was something that you couldn't tough it out. Like I couldn't shake it. It would get inside my mind and make me go crazy. And there'd be a couple instances where I just like, I cannot go the rest of my life living like this. And so after years of just muscling through it, I got the surgery and, uh, and the pain is gone. I'm really, really happy that I did it, but you know, I'll never be able to really squat heavy weight again. Um, I tried deadlifting a couple of times. It, it definitely aggravated it a little bit. And it's, it's such a different experience to see that I have this limitations on my body, which I always just felt was like indestructible. You know, like yeah. I, can, I can run from miles. I can do anything. I can out tough any intense workout. I can get through it. And uh, now I don't. And the last year has been very, very humbling and very spiritual in the sense that I've had to discover um, what else there is about me that I can kind of put my identity on. I always identified with that. When I would meet new people, I know it's my ego, but I would look at them and be like, I can definitely run further than you. Like you'll quit before I quit. I know it. And it would give me this thing. And I, I can't, I can't do that anymore. It's, it's interesting to hear you had that same experience. Yeah, very, very similar experience. And there's, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just, 
it was humbling to the point of like this constant gratitude I now have. Oh yeah. Cause I'm just not in pain anymore. Yeah. I had the same thing. Like the, the pain was really intense. It was just so humbling to, I mean, hardly be able to walk, go from this person who identified as an athlete and you know, like I just the, put a big emphasis on the way he looked and his health. And then to all of a sudden have that taken away, it was like, then I needed to go and like find something else. And that's where I kind of, that's definitely what started me on the path that I've been on of, you know, alternative medicine, Chinese herbs, meditation, breath work, all that stuff. And I still really love movement. Well, what have you learned so far from discovering these other things? So one of the big things that I've learned is just how powerful our thoughts are and the things we say. And it's, it's pretty crazy because I, I do this often. I'll look at everything going on in my life and I'll be like, there was a point in time where I like made the decision, whether it was good or bad, or even whether I put into thought of like, what's going to be the consequence of having this thing in my life. And just realizing that so much of even where I am, I remember being like 17 years old and saying to myself, I want to go to school in California and I want to run track. And like, I, it's so crazy. I decided to go to the school I went to. I got like an offer to run like that summer that I enrolled. (laughs) And it was just, it was so crazy because it was like three months earlier, I had made the decision of like, Oh, I want to do this. And then I remember being like my senior year of college watching the show survivor. And I was like sitting there and I go like, I want to be on this show. Like I I can do this. I want to be on this show. And then within like six months, I was flying out to the Philippines to go like compete on the show survivor. And I remember being home and being or back, you know, where I grew up and being like, I need to get back to California. I want to live by the water and I want to coach CrossFit because that's just, I want to like experience to be the leader and to be outgoing and to have like to live by the ocean. Like that's what I want. And then I've had that for the past eight years. I've all these things, like so much of the things that has just like come to me has been like, I remember, I can like vividly remember like thinking on them and being like, Oh, I want this. Just manifesting them. Yes. It's that for sure. And that word gets like a little overdone. So I was trying to like say that without, you know, like painting too much of that picture, but it's, it's really crazy. I mean, it's, it's actually so crazy. So as far as the online business thing goes, I'm trying to create something to work with firefighters and it's like a training, a fitness program through an app. And right when I started thinking about that, this guy comes into my life. He's like this, like you're, what you imagine a firefighter being. He's like tall, fit, handsome dude. And I started telling him about this. He's like, dude, I want to help you on this. Mm. He gets me in um, contact with these app developers. And so now we're creating an app. He's on board. And it's just, it's like, it's just crazy to, so that's something that I learned. I remember on that hike that I told you about, I was like, I just started thinking like, I am, I am the creator of my destiny. Like there's things that can happen. Yeah. Like that injury, but I get to choose how I like respond to that. And that's really becomes the outcome of my reality. And so it was, it was that 
like that experience right there was kind of the turning point of me being like, all right, I need to be aware and you can be aware of it. And it's still like, doesn't, I won't say doesn't always go in your favor, but you can think like, Oh, I want this. And then you get it and you realize that there was like more attached to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying where that whole concept of manifesting your reality gets a little like woo woo. Right. But I think it's, I personally think it's a bad idea for anybody to discredit the, uh, to discredit the notion that thoughts are things that have an impact on the world around you. There's no question that what you focus on is what you get, whether that's something that you're fearful of. I think the greatest example um, that I heard that always put it into a little bit of like a practical notion for me is um, race car drivers. They have to train for when they spin out. If they're afraid they're going to crash, you can't look at the wall. You have to look at where you want to go. And, uh, and it's amazing because it's your body responds to your focus. And so they say like, you're looking at the wall because you don't want to crash into the wall. And what happens is you crash into the wall. But yeah. if you look at the place that you want to go, your reality will like shift you there. And, and I, I am totally on board and in agreement with the notion that what you focus on is what you get in your life. Is there something higher that is playing a role on that? Who knows? You know, I don't even try to think about that stuff anymore because my nimble little brain can't <laughs> comprehend it. But I would rather choose to believe that there may be as opposed to there definitely isn't. Because like there's nothing, I get nothing out of just discrediting the idea that something may be helping me to get to where it is that, that I want to go. So I, I, I hear you. It can be like awkward to bring that stuff up and think that people are going to like scoff at you. But I think that the people who are doing the scoffing are actually just kind of fearful because then it means that I think Will Smith said it best. I heard this thing with Will Smith where it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. So if something happens to you, it's not my fault, but it doesn't mean that I'm not responsible to get back to the place that I want to go. And I I think that is really, really good stuff to talk about because it can help people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's just, it's, it's walking around. So like, if you have this thought of like, I'm going to create this business and you just know that you're going to create that business, you're going to walk around and you're going to be more willing to talk to someone about Mm -hmm. that business, or you're going to be more willing to go like, you know, watch videos on guys who have created this business. Like you're going to start, I think like, the misconception can be like, Oh, I have this thought now I'm going to sit back and wait for it to come to me. It's not like that. Yeah. No. And it's, it's more like, so like when I decided I want to be on survivor, I had to go out and like send in a video, you know, or when I decided that I wanted to make this fitness program, I met a firefighter. And, and one of the first things I talked about was this thing that I wanted to create. Mm-hmm. That's something like if I had been in my head, like, uh, maybe it would be cool. You know, I'd tell him like, Oh, like, you know, I kind of got this idea. He might not be like, Oh, this guy's serious. I'm going to go help him. It'd be like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, good luck with that. So I think like the whole going into anything with the energy of like, Oh, I'm doing this. 
And then that's going to make the pieces around you like fall together. Totally agree. 100%. Um, okay. I want to talk about the firefighter app a lot because EMTs and first responders have been in my life a lot since I was a kid. It's, it's basically something I'm really passionate about as well. But before we do, there's another topic that I wanted to touch on because I saw in your videos and in your content, um, you have some views about testosterone. Yeah. And, uh, I, there was a company that I invested in slash worked in called Keep Me Prime. And there was uh, a lot of information that I learned while doing that about the falling testosterone levels in men over the last 20 years. And who knows what the reasons for that may be, but yeah. Uh, it's scary. But, yeah, but like it's valid. It's really happening. And it can be kind of a taboo subject. And I appreciated the fact that you were so like open and transparent about it because uh because masculinity and um physicality is really like on the decline in our society. And yeah. I, I personally think in the studies I've read that, that has a lot to do with the falling testosterone rate. So I know that this is a little bit off topic, but I think, it's an, I think it's an interesting subject and I wanted to hear your view on it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I, I have a lot of people come to me and whether it's through DMs or whether it's like in person through training and they'll say like, hey man, like things are changing for me. Like my body doesn't look the way that it used to or like i don't really have stuff that like they don't feel comfortable talking about with just anyone like hey i don't really feel like you know my sex drive is where it should be or just like things that they notice start changing and i'm like yeah that's this is all related to your hormones and we are at this time we are at a, a day and age where we are fighting somewhat of an uphill battle because we got things being pumped into our food. We got constant, you know, the, what our bodies have evolved from, it's so different now. Like we, the, you know, 99% of the time that humans have been on the earth, we didn't have lights. Mm -hmm. So like when I was to go back to survivor, when I was out on survivor, when the sun would set, you would just go to sleep. When the sun would rise, you would wake up. There was no like in between time. And your bodies, our bodies have been developed to go through a process at night where it's going to, you know, go through certain detoxes and go through certain cleanses. And your body's going to start creating testosterone and your cortisol is going to rise at a time. And then that's, so that word, your cortisol, that's cortisol is really probably the number one issue for a guy's testosterone. Mm. And that's your stress hormone. And that's a necessary, if, huh? Too much stress. Yeah, so it's a necessary hormone. But when your body's under chronic stress, and this gets overplayed a lot, but for a reason. So when your body's under, so basically if we were out thousands of years ago, and we're like trying to find food, right? And then all of a sudden a lion is chasing us. Our body would get stressed, boom, it would spike. And then once we realized we were safe, it would pretty much come down to back to a normal level. And that's how your body reacts. And so while that happens, our digestion, everything would go into survival. So, you know, our eyes would dilate, our body would basically like, it would stop digesting food because all of 
what it needed to do, the whole detox process, all of that would, would pause, basically stop. And it would, our number one concern would be to survive. Mm -hmm. And then once we realized we were safe, it would go back into the process of creating a healthy hormones, you know, a healthy endocrine system and whatnot. But what happens is we now live in a time where, you know, we have emails, boom, 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 popping up all the time. We have, you know, stress coming from the food we eat. Like there was no fast food back then. So that's another stressor. We have stress because we think, oh, I didn't do this today. Or, you know, I didn't get my workout in today. Therefore, I'm going to get fat. And that's like, that's playing in our head. That's chronic stress. And that is going to jack up your cortisol levels. And as your cortisol levels start to constantly rise, your testosterone is going to constantly go down along with other things. I mean, if your body is constantly thinking that it's under attack, it's not going to digest. It's going to hold on to food. It's a survival mechanism. It starts holding on to food because the other thing that a long time ago we would have been in trouble about is starving. It would have been death from a predator or our environment or starvation. Mm -hmm. So we have, our bodies have ways to react to stress. And one of that is holding on to fat and food and storing it. But if you have a person who's a hundred pounds overweight, they're chronically stressed, then their body starts to hold on to weight. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so then it, it, I try to tell people it becomes this like cause and effect situation. Like your body's going to have a better functioning endocrine system when it has a healthy body fat percentage. I saw this study and it was every 1% over a healthy body fat percentage, there was a 2% uh, decrease in testosterone. Wow. So as your body starts to gain weight and get fat, your testosterone starts to go down. As your testosterone starts to go down, it's easier to gain fat and, and build lean muscle. Mm -hmm. So you have these people and that's the thing, like I suddenly we're in our thirties, right? Like it happened really fast, <laughs> you know, like I'm about the same age as you. I'm about to be 31. So, um, you start realizing that you're in a different, like almost like playing field. And so now I've, I feel like I've become like, um, a guide for either telling, you know, young guys like, Hey, pay attention or telling guys my age, like guys, now's the time where you really need to start like acting or telling guys older than me, like, okay, like we got to get you back to a healthy level. Otherwise it's just going to be this like steady in, uh, decline. And so I'm really into natural uh, hormone therapy. I would call it like figuring out ways to naturally raise your testosterone levels because I see what a healthy endocrine system, how it plays this giant role in everything else, whether mm -hmm. it's, so, and that it's another cause and effect thing. Like even your sleep, a person with a healthy hormone level is going to have a better night's sleep. A better night's sleep is going to help you have a healthy hormone level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's why like I have a three-year-old and he'll like sleep through the whole night. And I'm just like, passed out. yeah, I just like goes to bed and then wakes up in the morning. And I'm like, your endocrine system, your hormone system is working perfectly. Yeah. You know? Granted, he's like your testosterone will peak or whatever. It'll be pumped full of you they're in puberty but he's this pure little person and that's the thing like like you said there i've read those studies too where it's like 
your dad, when he was your age, had more testosterone than you, and your yeah. grandpa had even more than him. And we are kind of seeing this like crazy thing where, you know, you're getting our food is is pumped more more full of stuff than it ever has been before. Like we have access to basically getting whatever we want. Guys fall into the trap, big trap, and I think it's a testosterone and confidence uh, lower. And that's like pornography and stuff and guys get like stuck into that. And then all of a sudden your mind thinks like, Oh, I I don't need to work in order to get like a mate (laughs) because it's just always there whenever I want it. And so that's the thing too, is like back in the day, if, if you wanted to like win a female or, you know, you wanted to like show your value, you would need to step up. You would need to develop confidence and, um, provide your worth and nowadays when you can just have access to anything on your phone or you know the hookup culture that we're in right now is it's just like oh i got i can have it whenever i want i can have it whenever i want and your body like starts thinking like oh you know so i'm i'm also big into like the mind how your mindset how you approach a situation affecting your hormone level like Mm -hmm. even going into a situation and being like all right, I'm going to fake it to make it like I'm going to I'm going to put my chest out not be cocky, but I'm just going to walk into this room and try to be confident. And you can look at someone and, and you can even see like the way they approach a situation and being like, oh, that person like he seems like he has a lot of testosterone. And there are um, studies on that, like the, the way you approach people sure. and the leadership. And um, it was really interesting because they like took a study of like these CEO leaders and they were like they related them to having or they they would study their hormones and they were like these guys have like higher than usual average testosterone levels and it was interesting because you know if you think about i think about sports players a lot because i i was really into sports i think about michael jordan and you're like that dude like i've never seen a study on him but you would assume he has high testosterone levels he's competitive as hell Mm -hmm. he was just like a ferocious leader he never wanted to lose and he was just dedicated to his craft and he's really like his, his, even his facial structure, like it's, it's so well put together and guys like Tom Brady is another one that I think of. Like um, they did another study where they took people who had high testosterone levels and low cortisol levels. They had them play one-on-one sports and the ones who lost, they asked them like, Hey, we'll give you this money or you can have a rematch for a little bit or like even the same money. And they were like, I want the rematch. Like they didn't care about the money. They just like wanted, wanted to, to win. win. And I'm like, that's so, that's awesome. Like, I, I think if we have, you know, um, I have a son and he's, he's really competitive and that's not something that I look at as being like, Oh, this is a downfall. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Now let's channel this to where you're not like throwing the Candyland board over when you lose, you know, <laughs> but like, let's like, let's find a way to fuel this in the like right way, you know, and um so it's just it's all interesting sorry i got on a tangent i'm glad there. you did no i'm yeah. i'm really glad that you went in depth about it like i've i've talked to my wife a lot about this um in terms of my brand with my blog and with my podcast and uh there's from like a practical side cuz i'm an online entrepreneur and i have a lot of experience with that so i can share that gift with people which is what i've decided to do but my hope is that over time, I can also sort of transition into a little bit of like a men's health type um, 
type atmosphere because it's just so many of the things that you talked about. It's, it's so, so important. Like we're designed to basically relax most of the time, hunt like an hour or two a day, and then real intense levels of high exertion just to get the fuck away. And that's, yeah. what our, that's what our endocrine system is designed for. Like cortisol and adrenaline aren't designed to, for anxiety. You know, like anxiety is just a byproduct of not having something like that in your life. And so you have all this extra angst that you don't know what to do with because there's all these signals telling you all the time that I'm in danger, I'm in danger, I'm, I'm in danger. But in reality, like we're not. We're safer than we've ever been. But our lizard brain, you know, our amygdala basically and and the parts of our brain that are closest to our spinal cord are still hundreds of thousands of years old years old and they're ready to keep you safe and so yeah. like this anxiety that we have all the time um especially as men obviously women too but you know i'm a man so i relate more to the the stressors of a man uh they are just constantly telling us what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Where's the danger? Where's the danger? Where's the danger? And it screws our system up so much that we kind of just become these like, like sterile, slow, yeah. uh, non-ambitious, non-competitive people. And I think that's a problem. I don't agree with this whole non-competition culture. I don't agree with it at all. Like I think kids should be taught to win. I think kids should be taught to be the best. And if they can't be the best, try the hardest that they can so that they can raise their status in the tribe, basically, because that's what we're designed to do. So, um, so I want to talk about this EMT thing, but I'm really glad that you went into that because man, there's a lot of young men out there, especially that are looking around and trying to find their place in the world and just feeling like flat and blah. And it's not that they're depressed, but they're not like, happy either which is almost kind of worse it's just this level of of lameness you yeah. know <laughs> yeah and I, and I will say like for me something so I ran track in college and that was that was really cool I mean I, I played a bunch of sports but I ended up getting a scholarship for track cool. and that was really cool but I <clears throat> I never felt like I could go into a room and be like very confident or you know like I, I never felt like super masculine and then for me like what happened was I actually started like strength training and I think that I I just like it was almost like I went through a second puberty like I I started that was when I started like growing facial hair and it was Mm -hmm. after college and I like the the influx that I felt of like hormones, like finally, like, cause running hundred mile weeks, like is pretty stressful on your body. That's what I used to do too. Yeah. So running all that. And I, I think that that was like almost like a chronic stress on my body. So mm-hmm. there's studies that like, you know, constant endurance training can lower your testosterone. So for me, I, I finally got this. And then that was when like, I felt like I could talk to anyone and it was like, I felt like I could hold eye contact. I felt like I could walk into a room and, you know, um, just be confident and be outgoing and be myself. And it was really interesting that just like the feeling like I had an increase of a certain hormone did that to all other areas. And then that's when we, that's like how we talked about earlier that like, I think I've started liking that too much and tried to create that as like just my constant outward appearance image yeah 
Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I really appreciate you talking about that. So, okay, wrapping this thing up. My father has been a medic in Philly for the last 20 years. And uh, obviously there's been like a bad heroin problem in Philadelphia. And he's seen like a lot of young kids overdose and die. And it really started to have like a, an impact on him. Um, and so that's just a particular example of my father. But the point I'm making there is that I am keenly aware of the everyday traumas and the stressors and like the unhealthy lifestyle that emergency responders live in because they basically sit around and eat most of the day. And then all of a sudden, boom, out to work. And then they come back and they sit around for the next emergency. And it's just this constant back and forth of like relaxation, high, high intensity emergency, relaxation, high intensity emergency. And, uh, and I've, I've been talking a lot with my dad over the last year to try to put something together for like mental health awareness for for medics, but there's, there's firemen in my family as well. Um, so I feel really passionate about it. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear about this app. Are you, are you focusing on like fitness or is there mental health involved? And, and, and what is it? Just tell me about it. All of it. Yeah. So the, the app is really just a, is just a portion of the actual business, but it's called functional hero and same, like exactly what you just talked about in the fact that we realized that there's so much that goes into health of a firefighter, a nurse, a police officer. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You're right. So what happens a lot is you see these incredibly traumatic experiences and then they hang with you. And when you, when your thoughts go back to them, it stirs in you a stress that it's like, it's still happening. So when you see, so I'm, I'm an EMT and hopefully one day be a firefighter. And so I remember people saying like, guys have a really hard time with this, especially when they become fathers. And I'm like, well, why is that? And they're like, because you'll roll into a call and it'll be a nine month old baby that stopped breathing. And then all of a sudden, all you can think about is what if that happened to my baby? What if that happened to my baby? And you know, I've gotten on ride alongs with the fire department and I would come up on calls and it would be like an older patient and you would just see like this patient that's close to death. And then all of a sudden I just started thinking like, man, when is that going to be my parents? When is that going to be my parents? Mm -hmm. And so you start having this like past situation that's currently present with you and your body's like, can't tell the difference. It feels like you're still having it. (laughs) And so our thing is going to involve fitness for sure. And it's going to be, so basically a, a guy coming into like say he's an 18 year old kid and he wants to be a firefighter. He wants to be a police officer. So we would give them workouts that they would see in their academy that would help them thrive in that academy. Say a guy is 30. He's been on the job 10 years. He, he wants to stay strong. His body's feeling a little run down. They would have specific workouts designed for not only how, who they are as, as a person, but also how they're feeling that day. Like say they, they answer some questions and it's like, I've been on four days of work. I'm completely exhausted. Okay. You're going to do stretching and breath work. Or, you know, it might be a person who's a 50 year old chief who's just completely broken. And it's like, all right, we're not getting the heart rate above 120. You're going to do stretching. You're going to do breath work. And so the guy that I'm partnered up with, he's really into getting somebody from their sympathetic nervous system to their parasympathetic nervous system and doing that through 
walking through meditation through breath work so our big picture we have a fitness app that's in the final parts of developing and we're really excited to get that out there and there are options like i said of you know where you're at that day and also like just where you're at as as a person in life and then we want to eventually get into more of a bigger business picture where it's like we even want to do like seminars you know and that would be like something big would be like how do you deal with stress that you see all the time or you know like even relating the nutrition like you said a big thing with that you know industry is like you know a cop might be up all night and there's only so much that they can eat and your body is really not designed to be eating at night but then you start snacking and when we're stressed out, our bodies crave simple carbohydrates. And simple carbohydrates most of the time comes in the form of crap food. Like the today, how we live. Like it's someone might grab an apple, they're going to grab what? It's wrapped in plastic. It's wrapped in plastic, yeah, which is another big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my dream and my picture is to serve besides firefighters. Um, go from being an EMT to being a firefighter EMT or a firefighter paramedic, but then also just making them healthier versions of themselves. Wow. Like realizing that those are the, those are our heroes, right? And to be your best version of a hero, you need to be healthy, fit, and you can't be injured. Or if you are injured, you need to be like making the steps to get better. So we have a big picture of all of that. And it's, it's pretty cool to see it coming into wraps. And also, like, I talk to, I know so many firefighters just from being a fitness instructor. And I tell them about this idea, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. We need that. So It definitely is needed, and I certainly commend the idea. You said it's Functional Hero. Um, is there a website for it or anything I could put yeah. in the show notes? Yeah, Functional. Uh, we got a website, and then the Instagram is Functional Hero. Um, where content is about to come out, we've filmed it and then we're just doing the voice cues of the movements and the final stages of it. So, yeah, I love that. I'll make sure I link all of that into the show notes, um, so that people can check it out when they, when they listen to the podcast. Um, man, Carter. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. Last question. What does success mean to you? Uh, I think so that's something that I'm really trying to learn mm. right now because I, I feel the call to man. When you say what does success mean to me? All I can think about is like basically my son and I feel that I need to, I need to chase the best version of myself so that he can look up to that. That's the best thing that I can do for him is chase the best version of myself. Try to be the best son that I can be. Try to be the best, you know, if I'm gonna go into this entrepreneurial thing, try to be the best entrepreneur I can be. Try to be the best father I can be. Try to be the healthiest version of Carter, basically. Mm. And if I can do that, if I can, you know, at the end of my life, like, I don't think that I'm going to be contemplating all the money that I necessarily made. I think I'm going to think about the impact that I had. It's really interesting when that quote of um, 
you know, I spent a lot of times in hospitals and the thing that people want to talk about the most at the end of their life isn't all the things that they've done. It's the things that they wish they had done. So I'm kind of like at this point in life where I'm, I'm contemplating being 90 years old and thinking about the things I wish that I had done. And it's, that's a tough question. <laughs> I think it means something different to everybody. And that's why I like yeah. to ask it, but I love that you brought your son involved to that. Um, I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that for obvious reasons and that's really beautiful. So, uh, so Carter, thank you so much for your time. I, I, we didn't know each other at all before this podcast and I wasn't really sure what to expect, but, um, next time I'm out in LA, we definitely got to get together sometime because I think that we relate to each other on a lot of levels. So again, I just, I appreciate your vulnerability and your insight and, uh, thank you so much for joining me on my show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.